Hey there, today's episode is brought to you by the Surviving Life Coaching Program. This is my one-on-one opportunity for you to create a life you love, a life with healthy new habits and finding your new normal. This is gonna offer you accountability and goal setting each week, encouragement, support, and brainstorming so you can live the life that you deserve to live. If you are interested in learning more about this six-week one-on-one opportunity to work with me, then please go to info at hollyboyce.com and put in the subject line, Surviving Life Coaching. Hopefully we'll talk soon. Welcome to the Surviving Life Podcast, where everyday people share their stories of inspiration and hope through their challenges. This will be a reminder to you that there is always hope when you feel hopeless. There's always light when you feel surrounded by dark. And there is always a way to live in your life instead of exist in it. We are all survivors of this life. And this podcast is meant to inspire you to go out and live your best life. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. What's up, everybody? I'm so glad to be back in the studio recording and getting ready to launch this season two of Surviving Life with Holly. I never in a million years thought that I would be a podcaster as a result of a pandemic. Like if you would have asked me on December 31st, 2019, like, Holly, what do you think the next year is going to look like for you? I would have said, oh, well, I'm going to grow my business and it's going to be so great. And I'm going to help all these cancer survivors get fit and healthy and take back their lives and their power in my studio. And it's going to be such an amazing year. I was so really thinking that's how life was going to go down. And come March, everything changed. And as you know, or maybe you're listening to this later, um, the pandemic hit. In March, mid-March, about March 15th, my studio had to shut its doors for several months before I decided to shut it down completely. And holy moly, what a difficult decision that was to make. But also, it was really hard to give up on a dream. That's the dream I had had in my head for so many years. And here I was living the dream and finally building this business. And then bam, sorry, you got to shut everything down. So I was angry and I was sad and I didn't know what I was going to do next. And what came out of the pandemic and out of the closing of my studio was this podcast that you're listening to now. And so it's crazy to me that five years ago, this was my dream. And I kind of put it on the back burner because I never had enough time to do this. And here I am suddenly sitting at my house with nothing but time. So I got to revisit an old dream. I had the equipment, I had all the things, and I just went for it. And the success of the first season was so incredible. I was literally on the floor like crying sometimes because I was so happy and thankful that something good came out of some really crummy situation. And fast forward that a little bit, we get to summer and here I am trying to figure out how am I going to keep my kids entertained for this entire summer when they have been doing nothing except virtual calls, FaceTiming, you know, all the social media, they just sit around and do nothing. 
you know, sometimes. And even myself, I was so tired of being inside and doing all the things. Well, fortunately, I live in an area of the country that it's really warm. And so we got some fantastic weather this summer. And I want to talk to you today about five ways um, of how I survived the longest summer out there. (laughs) Because I kind of consider my kids being on summer vacation since like March. And so uh, there, I kind of narrowed it down to about five things that were really, really important as we move through that season of life. And I would have to start with the fact that exercise was in my life. I, as a trainer, often give my best hours of the day to my clients. And so my balance of fitness and health often gets out of whack because I want to give the best hours to those people that I'm helping and kind of helping them create routines, right? Well, my health was kind of starting to suffer a little bit. And so I really kind of had to sit down and pick out what is the best time for me to work out. Originally, it was like 5 a.m. I was a total 5 a.m. workout queen, um, totally had no problem getting up. But here we are in the middle of this different type of a life and different kind of circumstances. And I was finding it really difficult to want to get out of bed at five o'clock in the morning. I mean, like, why? Why do I need to get up so early? There's nothing going on anymore. I don't have to rush off to work or, you know, I don't even have to rush off to a Zoom call. And so it was really kind of an interesting balance. I kind of really had to just let everything be and just make sure that I got my one workout in a day. But I sometimes would do it in the morning. I sometimes would do it a little bit later. And I found this great sweet spot. It took me the whole summer, but I found this great sweet spot and it is now like eight o'clock. That's like my go-to time. And it might be seven o'clock because we're about ready to shift again because now school has started for the new year. Um, and I have to kind of shift again, but for the summer, it was definitely a later workout time and it was great. I, I got a bike and I did bike workouts every single day for the beginning of the pandemic. And then I did strength training. I did running. I did hiking. I did so much walking of my dog. I did so many things that were outside and it was fantastic. And it, it made me have that fresh air in my lungs. I was able to give myself at least one task to do in the day. And it really helped me mentally focus on something in a world and in a situation where you don't really have a lot to anticipate anymore. Like everything has kind of been taken at at some level that one workout a day was really important to me. And when I was finally able to add other humans uh, with me on these workouts, it was even better. Like running with a friend is so much more fun than running by yourself. Or hiking up a mountain with other people is so much more fun than hiking by yourself. So my kids came a few times, but they have their own challenges and struggles of wanting to get out of bed, you know. And I just feel like exercise was one of the key every single day, build this as your habit kind of things. And it was really what kept me sane. It was, it was one of those things that I could look forward to. And it just kept me sane and going every day in the longest summer in the history of summers. The second thing I feel like was really beneficial for me was being able to have Zoom and Facebook and all the social media outlets that we have. I mean, can you imagine 
going through a quarantine and not seeing your friends for six weeks, if you didn't have a communication way, a way to communicate with them at all, no communication device. I mean, if you had no zoom so you could see them face to face, or you had no phone or you had no computer and you had no Facebook, you had no Instagram, you had none of those things. It would have been so much harder because you're so isolated. The technology that we have, we are really fortunate that, you know, we have the ability to communicate with people that we can't necessarily see. One interesting thing that I really feel like came out of this, this whole pandemic and quarantine to me was when I was in, I'm going to call it like life before quarantine. Life before quarantine was super busy, super scheduled, super planned. We were going places all the times. Kids were in multiple sports, competitive activities, leaving town, spending weekends in hotels and, and being gone a lot. Very busy. And I loved every second of it. There's nothing wrong with that kind of a life. But what happened when we were forced to slow down, well, was a very big culture shock. We realized that a lot of our day was kind of dedicated to shuffling and doing all those things. And we didn't even realize how much time we were taking doing all of those things. One thing that I really love about that is we were able to really analyze what was important and what was not important, what we were spending our time doing versus what we really needed to be spending our time doing. And the more connected we were as human beings, the less we connected with our family and friends because we were always on the go. Well, you take those activities and things away and we really were able to connect with our family and friends better, I feel like, than we could when we were in our regular life. And here we are post-quarantine, uh, sort of. <laughs> it's still sort of going on here where I live. But here we are on, on a different side of that six months later. And I want less to do with technology than ever. I'm so tired of technology and social media and Zoom and Facebook. I just want desperately to reconnect with people in person again. And so I think it reprioritized what was important. I mean, it was really nice being able to have all those technology and those things and those ways to communicate. But now I just want relationships that I can have in person with people. I want to make sure that we, when we are able to do all those things, I want to go for runs with people. I want to go have lunch or drinks with somebody. I want our kids to connect in person. I want things like that to happen again and make sure that those relationships that we neglected for so long get an opportunity to be able to meet again in person. I just, I can't wait for that. And it's just interesting how that full circle moment has come around. And I don't think there's anything wrong with either way of living. I just feel like for me, I really value those in-person relationships that it's just something that, that social media and Zoom and Facebook, they just can't provide that aspect. And so I'll, I'm very thankful. And that definitely is how I got through the quarantine was those things we had, gosh, we had virtual coffee dates. We had virtual happy hours. We had virtual game nights. We had just times where we would connect with people that were feeling, you know, kind of sad. I would connect with them on, on zoom chats. I did virtual workouts. Everything was virtual, right? And 
it's fantastic. And it's definitely how we got through the times, but all that technology and all that virtual stuff really made me appreciate the value of human connection. So, and kind of leads me to my next thing. And the third way that I survived this quarantine was definitely people having good people in your life is vital. I mean, it really is vital. Having people that are there for you, having people that build you up, having people that know without you even having to tell them that you're having a bad day, they just know it based on the way you looked on that FaceTime, you know? They those friends are are absolutely priceless. And I think having a group of people that you can connect with when you are in those times of isolation, whether it be from a quarantine or you're just feeling isolated in life is really important. And I loved how both of my kids kind of dealt with the quarantine. This is a perfect example of my kids. So I have one kid who could care less if he was connecting with anybody other than his girlfriend on any social media sites. And he would just kind of do it to do it. And then I have my daughter. My daughter would wake up and literally have a FaceTime conversation with like five people at the same time. And they would just literally have this group FaceTime going all the time so much that every time she would come in the kitchen and get food, she'd put the phone down. They're all still on the phone with her. And they would be like, hey, Holly, we're in the kitchen. And I would just laugh because it was like I always had the girls at my house and new friendships were formed and new bonds were made with this, you know, group of girls that was just hilarious and awesome at the same time. And that's how she needed to deal with that. And my son, he really did his workouts and he's fine with the solo time, so to speak, but he definitely got to a point as well where he's like, I need to get out of here. I need to do something. I need people again in my life. And so I think we have to really remember that those people in our life are really important and we really want to make sure that they are the kind of people that we want to be around energy wise. And I think that it's been really, really awesome to have that kind of group of people in my life. I really feel like that's a huge reason why the pause and the the extra long summer, so to speak, was as successful as it was because of the people that are in my life. And the fourth thing that I really feel like helped was later in the summer, we were able to go out of state and do some baseball games. Now, this is the one where I'm going to probably get hate mail and that's okay um, because not everybody agreed with this choice. And that's the beauty of being in a free country where you have free will and you can make your own choices because we chose to go out of state and play some baseball this summer. And there were some people that didn't want to do that, which I totally value and respect. We decided that we needed to do that and we wanted to do that. And so we had the most amazing summer going to these baseball games. It looked different. I'm not going to lie. It didn't look the same as it always does. But you know what? It was the only sense of normal we had had in a long time. And it felt so good to just be there feeling like kind of like our old self again. Obviously, it's different. Obviously, it's new. There's a lot more restrictions than there used to be. But you know what? We didn't care. We didn't care because we were just so thankful to be out there enjoying life. Now, one of the best trips that I had of the entire summer 
My whole family wasn't even on. So that was kind of a bummer. But my son and I went to Montana and it was the most, man, it was like the game changer for summer. And, and the only reason I say that is because there was a period of time where we had no cell service for like 18 hours or something. There was a cell tower that burned down and literally everyone that had a cell phone had no, no service whatsoever. It didn't matter if you were Verizon or T-Mobile or AT&T or whoever you were, they were all knocked out. And we had the greatest time ever just being. It was almost like life before cell phones, if you can even remember what that was like. It was so awesome because we were able to visit as parents. The kids weren't distracted by their phones all the time and Snapchatting everything and everyone. And it was gorgeous. If you've never been to Montana, you need to go. It's the most beautiful place on the planet, to be honest with you. And I can't wait to go back. And then we got to watch and play. I didn't play, but my son played some baseball. And it was like literally the best trip of the whole summer. It was relaxing. It felt (laughs) normal-ish. And it was just, it was great. And then for my son, like on on his physical level, he's been struggling with injury um, and trying to figure out like, how to get his arm back. And he, he had an injury. That's a whole nother podcast, but he had been struggling with getting strength back after a very, very, um, intensive injury. So like not an easily rehabbed injury. It was, um, just a very long rehab process. And this tournament, everything kind of clicked. And all of a sudden that started to get better. And then he, kind of had a little bit more confidence in himself and then it was beautiful. And then we were all like having a great time as families, just hanging out together. It was great. I mean, that trip made the whole summer and all the crap that happened before it. It was almost like I forgot about all that stuff because this trip was so great. And I think we can do that a lot in our life. Like in terms of cancer, I can remember some amazing moments during my cancer journey that I was like, oh my gosh, this was such a good day or such a good night or all, you know, this particular moment of time. And I hold on to those memories. I don't hold on to all the crap that happened before. And so having something so awesome that happened in the summer was so helpful for my mental health because it was really hard to think past this whole year sucks. I've already written off 2020 and it's only, you know, June. And I already can tell you that 2020 is going to be the worst year in the history of all years because so many negative things had happened and flipping that perspective and just having something really amazing that actually did happen. Like this podcast right here, we hit like 2,500 downloads and a couple mu- in a couple months. That's insane, especially for somebody like me who doesn't have this huge following of people. And then we got to go play baseball and it didn't look the same, but it was the best trip ever. And so holding on to those hopes and those memories and those things has been so beneficial in this whole process. And I think the last thing that really has kept me busy and focused and really surviving summer is just rebranding my business and trying to figure out how to pivot in a time where everything looks different and people aren't doing what they used to do. And the fitness industry has been hit pretty hard. And I don't know if you personally are doing the same thing fitness-wise as you were before the quarantine, but where I'm at, a lot of the gyms are still closed and a lot of those things are, when they are opening up, it's very limited. And 
it's really, it just looks different. And the personal training industry specifically is going to be a little bit more harder hit. I mean, a lot of people were telling me, well, like, I just don't have the money for that anymore. You know, they might've lost their jobs like I did. And so I had to really pivot and, and rebrand and rethink about what I actually wanted out of life and what I wanted it to look like, who I wanted to help and how could I help in a different way now that our life looks different, very similar to after I had cancer. It was the same thing. I was in the family service industry. I absolutely loved that job and that career, but it just felt different, just like fitness felt different for me. And you really have to take an opportunity to sit down and look at, is this working for me anymore? And if it's not, then what do I really want out of life? And what do I want to do? And so in doing that, I really discovered that I love coaching people. I love, I've always loved coaching people. I've, I've helped and coached people that are parents when I was in family services and in that world, I've coached and helped teachers when I was the family service manager of a Head Start, And I really worked with teachers on how to home visit. I've, I've coached people in sports. I've coached people in personal training. I have now coaching people in what I call surviving life. <laughs> so surviving life coaching is logical to me. I mean, I have been doing this my entire life just in a different way. And so rebranding and focusing on that has been so helpful for my mental health as well. And kind of giving myself a new direction and being okay with the fact that, you know what, I'm not happy that I had to close the doors to the studio and do something different. But unfortunately, a lot of times in life, we don't get to control what is coming at us, but we can control that reaction that we have when we are um, going through those situations. So I'm going to take back my power and I'm going to spin it to my benefit. And I know that no matter what, God doesn't send me things that are not going to be turned into a greater good for my life and your life and anyone else's life that I come in contact with. So that's really, truly how I, I live life. And I always have lived life this way, but I really had to live through that again. (laughs) And I didn't think that I was going to have to do that 10 years later. So, and then I think, I guess lastly, as a bonus thing, For me, celebrating this last month of August has been phenomenal. It's been the best month of 2020. August of 2020 was literally the best month ever. I had 15 years of marriage that I celebrated. I had 13 years of celebrating my daughter. So it was her 13th birthday. Um, Coincidentally, that was on the same day as my 10-year cancerversary. So my cancerversary was also celebrated on that day. And so we had a fun little little getaway to celebrate life. And then I just had a birthday. And it was great. It was very different. Like 40, I was so worried about turning 40. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so old now. And this year, 41, I kind of want to do over. I don't feel like I got to do all the cool stuff that... I should have been able to do. And at 40 years old, I wanted to skydive still. And I wanted to go on a trip to the, um, ocean and a couple of other trips that got canceled. But you know what? 41 is chill, chill, chill. And I love every second of it so far. And so no matter what gets thrown at you in life, I think we can, we can take those lessons and we can take even these things that help me get through the longest summer of my entire life. I think they can help you in whatever situation that you're in 
in life. I mean, you've got to surround yourself with good people. You've got to get out and enjoy your life. And for me, that's going to baseball games and trying to have a little bit of normal, but I'm sure there's something that you're thinking like, I just, I just need to find some, from some joy, some normal, some things that I love to do and do them. And then you need to exercise. Everybody has to exercise their body and their mind every single day. It's just, you really have to. And if you do that, you're going to have a more joyful life because your, your head and your body is going to be in this different state of health. And when we neglect ourselves and we don't even put ourselves on the list anymore, it makes it really hard to be successful in life and to have that joy because you're treating yourself pretty poorly. You're not taking care of yourself because you don't feel like you're worthy of taking care of. And I'm here to bust that myth today. You are worthy of taking care of, and you are perfectly capable of doing all these healthy things. You don't have to do them all at the same time. You can start slow, but you deserve the life that you've been dreaming of. You, you deserve that. You're worthy of that. And I don't know who came along and told you you weren't, but you are. So you need to get out there and do that. And it starts by just getting some good, healthy habits in, in place, um, using the technology that you have, you know, sometimes we can't, we can't take away technology. So why don't we just partner with it and set limits and kind of, you know, use it for what it is, which is an amazing tool to connect with people all across the world. Heck, I'm using technology right now to talk to you. There are people in other countries listening to this. So this is an amazing tool, but being able to limit yourself and taking some time away from it and taking a little tech detox and a little social media detox now and then, and really allowing yourself time to have technology and time to not have technology. Your, your brain will thank you, I promise. And then who knows, maybe you need a career change. Maybe you need to revamp the career that you're in. Maybe you just need a new project. Maybe you need to do something different in your life. Sit down, analyze that, decide if it is something new that you need to start. Start small, just do little baby steps. When I left family service 10, uh, probably a little more than 10 years ago now, when I left family service and that job to become a personal trainer, people thought I was insane. And maybe I was a little bit, but I also was chasing a dream. So don't be afraid to do that. And who cares what anybody else says? As long as you are doing you and you are doing the best that you possibly can and you are really prioritizing what is important in your life with your two eyes, that's all that matters. So maybe give yourself something new to focus on. It doesn't have to be a full-on career change, but do something new today. Plan for something new and exciting. You need to have hope and you need to have something to look forward to in this world and in this life. And when we have those little things dangling out in front of us that are, are sitting out there that we're like anticipating and we're hoping and we can't wait until those things are here, when we have something to look forward to, we have hope. And when we have hope, we have everything we need because then we have these, these things out there that are these amazing things that we work towards and it keeps us getting up every day and it keeps us taking one foot in front of the other. But when you take all that away and you're left with nothing, it's really, really hard to want to get out of bed or it's really hard to want to do anything because you're like, uh, I don't really care. Even the tone of my voice has slowed down talking about this, you know, like that's not what you want for your life. 
I know you want more than that, or you wouldn't be listening to this podcast because you would have been annoyed enough in season one. You'd be like, oh my gosh, stop pumping your sunshine, girlfriend. Um, I'm not listening. And so you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't want something more for your life. And so I challenge you today to do something more for your life, to get out of your bubble, get out of your comfort zone and do something new and give yourself something to look forward to. So 2020 may have, have been one of the strangest years of my life. I'll never say it's the worst and I'll never say it's probably the best (laughs) because each year has good and it has the not good. And we just really have to take the good, hang on to those memories and those moments that make us so filled with joy. And then we need to take all those other moments that don't fit that, that description that are kind of like, Oh my gosh, that was the worst thing ever. This was the worst year ever. And, and take that and just move it over into another little box of, okay, can I learn anything from this? Like, can I gain, can I take something from that crappy thing that happened to me? Heck yeah, you can. Heck yeah, you can. You do not have to make this the worst year ever. You still have time You still have time to make this the best year ever. So move those things to the side. Take a lesson from all those things that went wrong in your world and take a lesson from that. Get up, dust off, and move one foot in front of the other. I don't care if you go at the slowest possible pace ever. And if you want someone to come on that journey with you, you know where to find me. Come on, surviving life coaching. So if you are are out there and you're just kind of like, oh man, 2020 kind of sucks. Longest summer ever. No way. I'm here to break that myth. I'm busting that myth out of, out of your mind right now. And you're going to take your hand and you're going to put it flat and you're going to take your other hand and make a fist, punch that other hand and go, boom, this year is going to be the best year ever. And I have a little bit of time left and I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do something new And I'm going to have something to look forward to. And I'm going to take more from 2020 than it took from me. That's all I got for today, you guys. Another fantastic walk-in Wednesday of just me sitting here with my thoughts about this longest summer ever. (laughs) Have a fantastic day wherever you are. And I cannot wait to bring to you some of the guests this season coming up is going to be truly freaking amazing, you guys. I have some of the most amazing survivors that have been interviewed and are going to come on here and share their stories of awesomeness with you. I'm so excited and thank you so much for being a part of this journey of mine and being on here with me. And I hope you have the best day wherever you are. Go make this day count. You got to open your eyes. Now get out there and make this day count. Have a great one. If you'd like to learn more about what we're doing over at Holly Boyce Fitness, please visit the website www.hollyboyce.com and you can sign up for a free weekly newsletter with fitness, food, and fun and mindset tips every single week right to your email inbox. And guess what? Because you would be a part of the VIP squad, you will have first access at all amazing new programs and new things that I'm doing. I would love to have you join me on any social media site. And again, I'll see you next time.